welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Halloran. You know, one of the greatest things about social media is you get to meet absolutely magnificent people. And our guest today, Colleen Bowler, so she has been not only referred to me by multiple people, but the people that referred her to me are some people who I absolutely adore. Now, so she is going to talk today about a couple of different things. The first thing that we're going to talk about is how can you change the conversations that you have with your clients to make them more meaningful? And you'll think to yourself, wow, that, that sounds like a really good podcast, but we're going to take it to the next level. So not only is that going to help you become more referable and more profitable as a financial advisor, but it's also going to help you create unbelievably engaging content. And Colleen is going to help us figure all of that stuff. So Colleen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Matt. Very, very excited. So you have created an entire, not only system, but philosophy that is fundamentally trying to change what advisors talk about in their client meetings. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the history, if you don't mind? Well, I think you know a little bit. I started in the financial services industry with a sick three-year-old after going through a divorce and being given full custody. So I needed to get up to speed really fast. And I was around really smart people and they said, you're good at math, go do this thing called financial services. So I did. And the first year I qualified for earned income credit, $14,000. Second year, $16,000. Nobody said how hard this industry was because at that time we were all trying to do it ourselves and be in competition with each other. And there's so much to learn. And part of what this whole conversation thing came about was as I had more and more conversations with prospects and clients, I realized they really wanted the conversation about them. If I led with questions instead of in the beginning, you know, to get confidence, I needed my ego to come through the door first. I needed what I knew and what our firm did and how good we were and all the stats about that. But once I relaxed into, gosh, what does this client really want in their future? And as I listened, can I help them get there? Mm -hmm. You and I know finances touch every part of a client's lives. We've talked about that before. It's just so important. But we as great advisors think we know what their path is. And unless we listen and we, unless we are in that conversation, we we can't. Yeah. We can't. Do you think that there's been a shift? So I know you made the shift and I know that there is actually a rather strong segment of financial advisors who've made that shift. Mm -hmm. But there's still a bunch who haven't, and they're still very, very ego-driven, very pie charts, very bar graphs. So let's take a step back. I should have asked you a different question, which is, when you made that switch, what happened to your practice? It exploded. 
it exploded. <laughs> First off, I, I learned about really being in that question, the conversation. I put myself in Strategic Coach, which is a coaching program for entrepreneurs. And they the thing was really, it, and it's entrepreneurs from all different areas, all different businesses. I'm sitting next to, you know, a plastic surgeon or a guy who has 3000 employees in a metal company or whatever. The power of the question was one of the biggest conversations in the room. And so I brought that into my practice. And I also realized the power of being able to say when a client asked a question in the beginning, I thought I had to know all the answers yeah. and to be able to say, God, that's a great question. I've never been asked that before. I have no idea. But what I will promise you is I will find a really smart person to answer that question for you. So if you ask most of the advisors who knew me, how I built my practice, I built my practice by, I say, building a moat around our clients, which was, I really didn't want to become the estate planning expert. I really didn't want to become the insurance expert. I really didn't want to become the really high net worth investment experts. There were people who loved to do that. And what I love to do was be in the conversation and then bring them in. So all that joint work, all that collaboration is really what sprung me into the new company, but it's really what created the biggest value for our clients and exploded the firm. What I'm hearing you say is that that was a real abundance mindset. I know this is a huge part of strategic coach. And, and for those of you who don't know this about me personally, I wanted to be Dan Sullivan for many, many years of my <laughs> life because he's been my hero as a coach when I was a coach. I mean, there isn't anybody who does it better than Dan Sullivan. And it's not just Dan, it's the whole team. They're unbelievable. But anyway, the idea of, of really knowing what you know and then outsourcing it. He has a new book called Who Not How. Uh, it's yes. not that new, but Who Not How is, is exactly what you're talking about, Colleen. It's the idea of I need to surround myself with people who know these things better than I do and outsource to them and trust them to let them do their job. And you did that early on, which of course now sparked this entirely new thing. So let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about what you're doing now and what you're offering to advisors to help them have different conversations. So now with CNJ Innovations, when I sold my planning firm, so I did a three-year succession plan. It ended in 2020. Um, we had a half a billion dollars of assets under management. We did planning fees. Yes, we did life insurance and long-term care and disability because I learned early on a financial plan in the drawer doesn't help the drawer. <laughs> so we made sure what the client said they wanted to have happen in their future, that we had the safety nets, we had all those things so that it could happen, right? Through that succession and, and part of my learning throughout being in strategic coach and coaching was realizing what I love to be is in the question. I didn't really love financial advising. I loved really good advisors. I love collaborating. I didn't have to know. And what you said is, um, that I love was not under, not only let them do it, but trust them to bring their best. I love, I love that, Matt, because you have this group of people 
who then take the client to the next level. So I love advisors. I love the impact that they have on the world. And I've been asked to speak at a lot of conferences, just like you have. And it was like, how can I create something that's a process? The Four Seasons, Isidore Sharp said, systemize the predictable so you can humanize the exceptional. And financial planning firms have gotten much, much better at systematizing. Um, but what I hadn't seen was being able to systemize in a discovery process and in an annual review process, what we refer to as mindsets, things other than financial. And that's what the new company is about. Eight different mindsets, being able to take a five minute assessment online to have the client or prospect say, here's where I am now. And here's where I want to be in my future. And the advisor then, we all have, you know, advisors have limited amount of time. Whose future do they want to be in? It's a great way to, to do that. And what a great way to get some of that work done before they come into the meeting. That's something that has always been very interesting to me. I coached an advisor many years ago, and he he was so proud that his his annual review meetings were three hours long. And I was like, oh my God. Now, <laughs> now you're, you're going to know that they were for him way more than they were for the client, right? right it was right. ego. It was all of those things that were the issue. Right. But one of the things that I love about what you guys are offering is the pre-work that the client can do before they come in that really sets the advisor up for having a different conversation. Fair? It's fair. Fair. And it also sets the advisor up to see if this is a relationship they wanna be in, if it's a prospect or they wanna stay in. Mm -hmm. Because as we advance in our career or as we're established advisors, we've gotta make some choices there because time is so precious. So yeah, it is a great way for them to walk in ahead of time. I say it's ROI, it's return on involvement. Mm. They come in, wanting to have questions about their mindsets and what's happening in the different areas instead of what's my return on investment, which and we, unfortunately has led most conversations for financial. And, and we call it return on influence. Uh, so I think there's a lot of people taking stabs at the whole return on investment ROI component because there's yeah. so much more value you can add. Okay, so before we shift gears and get into how do you use these mindsets and these conversations to create great content, can you go through those eight mindsets for us just so that we can kind of get a, a good idea on what those are? Sure. So one of the pieces we wanted to make sure of was we're asking about mindsets in all areas of life. And there are two different assessments, both take about five minutes. One is for those under age 45 who are in accumulation. And one is over age 45, we call it walk away. I say walk away from what I don't love to do because that, you know, this retire word is not one that we really, it, people don't like it. Right. But walking away from what they don't love to do is a really good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Both of those uh, passports have five core mindsets. That would be readiness, which is your 
old fashioned emergency fund, right? It has to be that buffer. The next one is foundation, which is the safety net. It is for those of us in the industry, we know it's about life insurance or disability insurance, but what is it that you have in place or not to take care of you or your family should you not be able to function, right? Caring, caring has become a great mindset to have a conversation about since the pandemic or during the pandemic, because caring includes, have you assured that someone you love and trust knows where your passwords are, knows where your wills are. So many keep that so close to, you know, inside. Mm -hmm. Speaking of a non-abundance mindset, they, they worry, but having somebody know that is so critical. And if an advisor has dealt recently with somebody who died and not having somebody that has access to the electronics, all the things that are kept in electronics now, it's so, so hard. Think of, I just used to have to worry about whether or not I could find the trust in the will. And I always knew the attorney, but all the passwords, Karen's, Karen's so important. Wellness, Do the does the prospect or client prioritize their health, their nutrition, their fitness? If they want to play a big, hairy, audacious game in their future, do they prioritize? Oh, and that's a really fun one, Matt, because as each one in a couple take that, there's usually one person who really prioritizes their health and one that doesn't. Yeah. We had an advisor tell us that the one who did looked over at the other one and said, you know, if you don't start prioritizing your health, I'm going to just put your ass in a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it brought that levity, but also brought that all the money in the world doesn't matter if somebody has not taken care of themselves and they're yeah. dying, right? It, yeah. yeah, we've, we've know that. Um, what am I missing? Um, let me think what else, what else? Partnership. Partnership is the one for both of them. That's the, okay. that's the last one. And you and I know there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there. And I'm fabulous with that. It's just not a relationship that I want to spend time with. And an advisor, if somebody comes to them and they really want to do it themselves, they want to go online and, you know, go to 1-800-NO-HELP, go for it. Yeah. You know, and the passport allows them to see, is it, is this someone where are they now in partnership with their current advisor or with the advisor that they are? And where do they want to be in their future with that advisor? And is it a future that they see themselves in? Mm -hmm. A great example there, we had an advisor, very experienced, very high net worth, had a couple take it. And he thought he had a great relationship with the mm -hmm. husband. Uh-oh, you know where this is going. <laughs> and did not... He didn't think he related well at all with the wife and the scores are one to 12. So there's a lot of room for growth. And the husband, I think was a two Ooh. and only wanted to be a four. And the wife was an 11 and wanted to be a 12. Wow. So obviously, yeah, isn't that. Huh. And he said to me, you know, Colleen, I've got to think about whether or not this is a client I want to keep because he doesn't want to be in partnership. We did have a good conversation. These are current clients. They took it as part of the annual review process. Um, you know, a new tool we're putting into our annual review process. And he said, I don't know that we're going to still be together in a year. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great to know that now, though? 
Matt, I would love to know that. And if I was an advisor, you know, being able to, you know, take the pulse of their clients in a neutral environment that allowed them to be honest is hugely, hugely beneficial. I, I want to pause real quick because assessments seem to be something that a lot of people are starting to offer. Uh, and what you're talking about is, you know, how are you going to be able to assess these different categories with your clients? And we have an assessment to help you figure out your influence. Uh, so ah. I, I think that a lot of us realize the power of taking a very short, quick question thing and how much value we can glean on the back end. Now, we hear from advisors all the time, Colleen. Matt, I don't know what I'm going to talk about online. So I don't know how I'm going to create my podcast. I don't know what I'm going to talk about in my videos. And those five categories that you just talked about, but really what comes of those five categories and these stories, how can advisors use that to start creating more personal content in your opinion? I love, I absolutely love that question because each of the advisors that we work with they have their own set of data that they get. You know, what we didn't talk about is my partner, Jeannie Hurlbert, PhD, oh. sociologist, incredible survey person, you know, expert in her field, um, data geek. You know, I'm the person geek. She's the data geek. She should be on here. Anyway, the data. So every advisor sees every prospect or every client that takes their passport, what the norms are. So a good example was an advisor that had 52 clients had taken it. And they saw that the biggest delta meaning the average of where their clients were now and where they wanted to be in their future was in longevity. That's in the 45 and above range. Mm -hmm. And that means they're concerned about what happens to them in their older age. Who's going to take care of them? Where are they going to be? The other thing that um, another advisor had seen with prospects was the biggest delta was partnership and that they the prospects low where they wanted where they are now versus high where they want to be in the future well if i'm talking about marketing to the first person i'm going to talk about you know you need to start doing some marketing on helping people make decisions about their future and where they're going to live and what they're going to do and things like that. If I'm that second advisor, I'm going to start doing some marketing about trust and about all those different factors that, that play into trust and understanding and knowing and what you need to pay attention to and you know, what hits home with you, right? So the marketing piece behind it and or we did a lot of research and obviously PhD sociology, Jeannie had a lot of, <laughs> Matt's laughing at me. Yeah, I'm not calling it. Everybody knows that I wouldn't have done it. Um, I'm, I'm very much participatory. These eight mindsets were key for advisors in their clients, their clients. It was, it was their clients and prospects that were answering, not the advisors. If we as advisors believe sending out a quarterly investment update is what, what it's all about. I had probably midway in my career, I was working with this 
very well-known neurosurgeon. And I came in and we had this conversation and I said, well, here are two options. And he looked at me and he goes, and, and I said, and what would you like to do? And he said, would I do that to you if you came in because you had a brain tumor? Would I do that to you? You are supposed to be the expert here. And by the way, don't send me any more information about the market. I don't want to know about the market. That's your job, right? I learned so much. I learned, we started doing a lot of stuff on wellness. We, we pulled them. What is it that you wanted? And these mindsets are a lot of them. Passwords, big thing. What are some of the top three password keepers that people are using? That's great marketing information. Creating value in their future in these eight different mindsets is really key. So many people will say, well, Matt, I don't know. I don't know what my clients want to know about. And you're giving them an opportunity to directly ask them the questions mm -hmm. so that they can create what we talk about all the time, customized content that is going to get you in front of the right people with the right message. So let's just break down those three that you just talked about. So let's talk about wellness, right? We actually have a bunch of our clients right now who are podcasting with us, who are advisors, who do like how to golf after 80. They'll bring in a nutritionist. Oh, cool. They'll bring in a physical therapist. They'll actually, one of them brought in a hip surgeon to talk about what it was going to be like, because you're going to get your hip replaced. People just like flooded to this podcast. Then, so let's talk about uh, trust. So how do you create trust within your show? Well, you don't use the word trust, but you start doing things that show people that you are trustworthy. And then the last one, um, I, I just love, don't send me anything else about the market. You know, you're the expert. I want to talk about, you know, I want to talk about wellness. I want to talk about just basically anything else besides what I'm paying you for, which is what most advisors really hang their hat on and they're wrong. And I, we've done 400 of these episodes clean. And I swear to God, if there was one thing that I could get them to change, stop sending weekly market commentaries and stop having your newsletters be so investment in market focused. Yeah, it was, oh, Matt, this is just so um, interplays with an advisor that I spoke with the other day. And the advisors that are using the passport package, these are good advisors, right? These are advisors who are saying, okay, I've done this. It works so well. I'm at this other top advisors, but I'm willing to change. I'm willing to grow. So one of the, it happens to be a guy. Um, he said, you know, I have built my reputation on data. I am really smart. And, you know, we've gotten all these things and he's done joint work with someone else who built the relationship. And he's like, I realize I need to do something on the relationship side. And I, this is, this is scary to me. So he sent the walkway passport to one person, someone who has been a client for a long time. I always say, send it to your raving fans, right? They'll, they'll tell you what they yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, we know. And this is a guy that he had 10 open items on their planning that he needed them to do. And the guy hadn't done anything. Oh. And he said, listen, you know, we're, we're, we've implemented this new mindset assessment. Would you mind taking it? It takes five minutes of your time. He took it, uh, the client took it. And within two days, he finished like eight of the things on the 10 list. 
And the advisor called him and said, what the, what the heck was that all about? And he said, I figured out that you cared about me and not just all your data. Oh my gosh. Right? So powerful. And for this advisor, who happens to be like 35, he gained his confidence in all that data, right? And he is ready to go to the next level and it, make it about the person, just kind of like I did. I mean, right? People expect, good advisors, they expect you to know your business, right? That is a given, right? If you go to a top neurosurgeon, you expect them to know his business, right? They go to a top, they've checked you out, I promise. They've checked these, you know? But what they wanna know is what makes you different. Yeah. And adding value into your client's future makes an advisor different. You said something there too that I, I have to highlight because what a lot of advisors don't realize is if they're not participating in social media or creating content, their 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 uh, competition is. And they are going to Google you and they are going to search you and they've already done all of their homework. If they're coming to you and you have that social proof, they come pre-sold and then they want to get to know you. But if you create content that infuses your personality in with that, then you're firing on all cylinders. You get to show how wicked smart you are. You get to show that you're a data geek nerd. You love the markets. You pay attention. That's what you love to do. But you're also a human you start doing that sort of stuff, not only is your practice going to grow exponentially, but your marketing is going to sing and it's all going to be pushing you in the same direction. Okay. I think that there's going to be a bunch of people who now not only see the value of how this can help them in their practice, having better understanding of where their clients are and having better conversations about what the clients actually want to talk about. And they also now see that, you know, working with you guys, they're also going to have data to prove what content they should be creating, which is going to make a better impact for them replicating their ideal clients. So where do they go? What do they do? How can they get in touch with you? I would say the best thing to do is go on cnjinnovations.com and take the passport themselves, go through their eight mindsets. Where are they now? Where do they want to be in the future? And we will send that to them. When advisors work with us, it's on their site and they get the link to send everything to their prospect or clients. But if they're going to try it, it's going to be on our site. I'm on LinkedIn um, under Colleen Bowler. We're also obviously CNJ Innovations. Please follow us, connect with us. Matt, what you said, what you're doing what I love about these people, you said all these great people we're meeting, people like you with the podcasting, helping advisors do it. Uh, people like Katie Braden, who's helping with videos. People, I mean, advisors don't have to do it themselves anymore. And really, they need who's. The investment is really in them, right? It's really in them. It's so cool. It's so cool, this, this moat that can be built around advisors to really elevate their impact. 
I think that there are more and more advisors who just realize that being a jack of all trades and a master of none is not how you're going to be successful anymore. People are going to hire you to do something very, very specific. And the more specific you get, the better off you're going to be. I mean, if you look at who gets paid the most, I'm going to go back to your neurosurgeon, right? So that physician went to undergrad medical school, went to post something and then they did their specialty and then they had to do their resident. I mean, I'm getting all of these time frames wrong, but there was like 20 different levels to be able to become a freaking neurosurgeon. And they were probably not a pediatric neurosurgeon. They were probably a different kind of neurosurgeon, right? And that neurosurgeon was probably making a sick amount of money. When you think of yourself as a financial advisor, you need to have that level of specificity. And when you get there, that's when not only you have more success, personally, professionally, but you're going to have a practice that's worth a lot more money if you ever do decide to sell it like you did, sister. All right. Well, we're going to make sure that we have all of those links in the show notes as we always do. Please, please, please follow her on LinkedIn. I love your presence on LinkedIn. Uh, I, people are going to feel you just like they did on the show. And I, I, you just, you're so good at communicating that way. You are truly a people person and also should follow your partner because your partner is like this total brilliant, brilliant data person. And if you guys want to learn more about that side of it, make sure that you follow both of them. So I want to thank you very much for being on the show today. Thank you, Matt. So appreciate it. All right, everybody. If you want to find out where you are in the world of your influence, you can take our free assessment, which is called our our influence assessment. Uh, It is absolutely free. If you guys want to take that, all you have to do is reach out to me on LinkedIn specifically. And if you want to learn how you can start your own podcast and really jumpstart your whole, I don't know, influence career, because that's really the only marketing that's left, you can join our PodRocket Academy for free at PodRocketAcademy.com. So for Colleen and for all of us here at Proudmouth, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.